in a recession, there's nothing better than cash because then you can pay your bills. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always, on these Wednesdays, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. How about you, Todd? I'm doing good, man. Fourth of July uh, weekend. It was a lot of fun. We went up and hung out at uh, my business partner's uh, cabin for the day, for a, for a day, and then went up uh, to one of my buddy's cabins for a couple days, played on the lake, and, and just had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, kids got out, did some water skiing. It was funny. So I, my kids have been water skiing for, for a long time. My son, who's now nine, he started water skiing when he was two. Mm. Um, and this kid just can't, he, he just doesn't fall. It's, it's pretty amazing watching him. And so we, I got him pulling behind the jet ski. I'm pulling him behind the jet ski and it starts raining out and it's getting windy. And so the waves are picking up and I start the jet ski and get them popped up and this big ski boat comes by and it does like a circle around us. And then my buddy, his boat is going too, and it kind of, they kind of crisscross. So there's nowhere for me to go. And you're driving a jet ski. They don't cut the waves like a boat does. Mm -hmm. And so I got to pull them right through. And man, that kid was on these, you know, he's like four feet tall. And so he's on these huge waves that are practically his height, just, but still stays up, doesn't fall down. Uh, I don't know. I can't get the kid to fall down. You can't, you cannot make him fall down on, on water skis. It's pretty, it's pretty fun to watch. Anyways, it was a good time. Kids, kids had a lot of fun ripping them around on, on inner tubes and skis and, um, you know, just lots of swimming and, and fun. So good, good time. Awesome. You do anything wild? Uh, no, no, just hung out. Uh, we had a friend over and uh, did some grilling out and just relaxed. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's just, just good to get out, hang out, enjoy some time with friends, with family. Um, you know, hopefully reflect a little bit at the blessing that we have living in this country. I know a lot of times there's problems going on. I mean, you and I were talking before the show and, uh, you know, I get a little riled up sometimes, but you know, there's, there's problems in the country. There certainly is, but there always has been, and there always will be And and, but it's, uh, I think it's just a blessing to be part of, uh, of this country. And, you know, there's certainly other countries and other areas in the world that are, are also uh, great places to live. But I think we've got definitely one of the better uh, countries in the world and, mm -hmm. and, uh, just great to be born here. Great to be living here. Um, so kind of, kind of nice to reflect, of course, you know, people have laid down their lives, uh, for us to have this opportunity. So, yep. It's a beautiful place. Especially for real estate. Especially for real estate. For, for opportunities. Look, if you're an entrepreneur by spirit, man, I mean, just this is just a great place to live. There's so much opportunity. There's, yeah, we can make all kinds of excuses, but really those excuses aren't that valid. There's very few valid excuses um, to stop you from doing business, to stop you from being successful. So how much better... Do you want it? like that? 
that is a blessing right there. If you want to be successful, you can be, whether it's in your job, whether it's in your business, you know, um, regular, just day-to-day -day life. I mean, we can go out, Matt, we can, we can travel around this entire country, go to different states, different areas. We've got all the natural beauty in the world. We've got the big cities, we've got the country uh, side. And so there's just so much here, which is, which is really cool. So yeah, definitely, man, definitely great place for real estate. I, I've been blessed. You've been blessed. A lot of people listening have been blessed uh, by real estate, by business. So, so it's great. I was talking with my, my brother, uh, yesterday actually, and we were, we were talking about, about that. We were actually talking about jobs too. Um, <clears throat> he was asking me something about, uh, oh, are you taking the week off? Uh, you got this whole week off? And I said, I don't know. I said, you know, I, I take off when I want to and I work when I want to. And I said, usually I work pretty, pretty much every day. Try, try really hard not to work on Sundays. Um, but, you know, I'm like, it doesn't feel like work. It's just something I really enjoy doing. And, uh, you know, we were kind of digging into it a little bit. And I said, look, I think a lot of people think that work is for them. And that's, that, that's how they process it is that, work is for me it's to pay my bills it's to you know so i can buy a new house so i can do this so i can do that so i i i where the truly happy people with whatever work they do whether it's their business whether it's a w-2 the truly happy people that are enjoying their jobs every day are the ones that go to work and they think about how it's positively impacting other people how it's affecting their families, how it's affecting uh, the community around them, how, you know, the, the gadget that they are helping create is changing the world in a more positive way, how, you know, an apartment owner, how the units that we're renovating are creating a great place for people to live and improving the community, um, you know, giving people pride of, of the place they go home every single night and, you know, have family over friends over and stuff like that. So you have, if you're only thinking about yourself, I think you're always going to be unhappy with your job, with your business. But if you're thinking about how you're impacting others, um, now work doesn't become work anymore. I think that that's for me, what gets me excited every single day. Yeah. And, and the more good that you put out into the world, the more you help other people, the more good comes back your way as well. Yeah. And again, we oftentimes, I think people don't think of the good that they're doing. They don't, a lot of people think the good that they're doing has to come from volunteering, has to come from, you know, giving their time for free. And there certainly should be some of that. Uh, but it also should be in the work that you do and how you show up every single day and what you're giving back to your community by doing that, how you're improving other people's lives, how you're improving other people's attitudes, how, you know, how you're showing up and kind of being a light in the world that should get you excited. Um, and whether you're making money doing that or not, that shouldn't matter, right? It can be, it's fine to make a lot of money by making 
massive improvements and changes in this world. Um, and it's fine to do it for free. It, but, but that, I think you, if you want to truly enjoy the fruits of your labor, you have to stop thinking of I, 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 you have to start thinking of we and they, and you know, everybody in between. Awesome. That's not what we were going to talk about. Today, oh, it wasn't. It? Oh, I, yeah. We must have gone on a tangent. <laughs> we got, we get, we went a little astray. That's okay. Uh, well, what we're actually talking about is uh, should you even be buying real estate right now? I mean, with uh, everything that's going on with the market, it seems like uh, things are starting to reverse course. Interest rates are up, uh, although they've recently like had a small uh, dip. And, um, you know, are, are, is this still a good time to buy? Like, like lots of people are like, I shouldn't say lots, but many people anyway, like uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Warren Buffett, and many others are predicting a major recession coming our way. Uh, and do you really want to buy right now when prices are high if things are going to go down the tube? Yeah, that's a great question and, and hard to really answer. Uh, and I think, a, you know, there's, there's a couple of things. First of all, what's your risk profile? Second of all, where are you at in your in your investing career? Um, you know, and what what's the future look like for what you want to do, right? So if you're in growth mode, you want to continue to grow a, a big company and and own more real estate and that kind of thing. Well, that, that looks a lot different than somebody who's like, hey, you know, kind of want to get out of this real estate thing or, hey, I, I'm winding down and I just I'm ready to get to, you know, just kind of start retiring soon or, you know, just like I don't I don't want to put any more risk out on the table. So, so those uh, certainly that looks a lot different for different people. But in general, you know, look, if you're if you're in growth mode, if you have a company that you want to continue to grow, you want to you know, maybe you want to do this thing full time, or maybe you're already full time, but you want to create a, a bigger, bigger, better, better company, right? Uh, then, yeah, should you be buying or should you not? Um, I, I would not blame somebody to if they said I'm pencils down for a little while. I, I would not say that's a bad choice. I wouldn't say you're making a mistake. I also wouldn't tell somebody they're making a mistake if they say, I know what's going on in the market. I understand, but I'm going to continue to buy. You know, I would say on, in both scenarios, it depends, right? It depends on how you're looking at things. If you're saying I'm pencils down for a little while because I want to just make sure we can understand what's going on in the market a little bit, we can see some things unfolding because this has happened pretty quickly, Matt. I mean, interest rates have gone up very quickly and couple that with, with just uh, the unease of the recession with, you know, cryptocurrencies crashing with stock market crashing um, and, and inflation is just raging uh, unemployment, um, you know, appears to potentially be going up. Um, you know, I definitely, if you want to wait and see, that's okay. I think you probably should still be underwriting deals. You probably should still be talking with brokers. And your job right now, if you're on the wait and see mode, is to really be analyzing the market and understanding what is happening real time so you've got data so that when the market does 
free up or when things do stabilize, you're ready to pounce immediately. If you're on the sidelines, it's easy to get complacent. It's easy to wait. Uh, I Matt, look, I started buying real estate in 2008. I can still remember people saying they're waiting to buy real estate until the prices bottom out. And so they waited and they waited and they waited and they waited. And these, you would hear it from these big institutional companies. You'd hear it from big players. They're waiting until the market bottoms out. And so they waited until 2013, 2014, and then they started buying. Well, they missed five amazing years of purchasing opportunity. And they still did well because the market went down so fast, so far, but this time is likely going to be different. And maybe it doesn't go down quite so far, or maybe it doesn't even go down at all. And so if you're waiting and waiting and waiting for it to bottom out, and let's say it's a one year down, one year up, you're probably going to miss that opportunity because you're waiting. Right. Yeah. And I think it's also important to continue to underwrite conservatively, you know, especially so now and, and so, yeah, stress test. Buying. Yeah. And, and stress test your um, underwriting as well. Like if uh, the, you know, the um, vacancy goes to historical highs and concessions go to historical highs, you know, is uh, uh, your property still going still to make money during that kind of a downturn? Then yes, it's a good deal at that price point. Uh, but yeah. if uh, you know anything goes wrong and and uh, then you're going to lose the property, you know, don't even bother. Yeah, and what kind of debt can you get? Mm -hmm. Right, what's your risk on capital? Uh, that's that's really something you should be looking at. Uh, if if your stress test puts you in a bad situation that happens and your capital is being called then that's that's recipe for a disaster right that means you can't either refinance potentially can't sell at that time so you can't service your debt and all of a sudden you're in a pile of hurt and potentially losing that property so absolutely we want to stress test like you mentioned uh, you know look rents historically don't go down very much they did go down a little bit uh in like 2008 nine, but historically rents really don't go down. But what happens, Matt, like you mentioned, is vacancy rates go up and concessions go up. And concession means somebody's giving you free rent of some sort, right? Or giving you a, some sort of incentive to either move in or stay there. And so it costs cost the landlord money, which means that rent's going down, right? But when a recession happens, People like to survive. They like to eat. They like to they like to live still, and so they're going to figure out ways to live. They're going to double up with each other, triple up with each other, move back to mom and dad's house. So all of a sudden, your vacancy rate that you underwrote at five percent is all of a sudden ten percent or fifteen percent. Can you handle that? Instead of giving no concessions because the market's been so hot. And you all of a sudden you've got to get five, ten percent in concessions. Can you handle that? Combine those two. What's going to happen to your debt load? Like, can you actually pay your monthly payments? So those are really important 
questions to ask yourself to like you, you know, you know, like you mentioned, Matt, to make sure you're underwriting some of these stresses. You might need to put a bigger down payment, uh, you know, in order for you to be able to handle the, uh, through these stress tests. Yeah. Thing that we really uh, like to do um, is put bigger capital uh, into our accounts up front. So we like having large reserve accounts. A lot of one of the easiest ways for me to juice investor returns or show investors bigger returns is to raise less capital. And an easy way to do that is to under um, under raise for the capital improvements for the construction and not raise enough reserves or a smaller reserve amount. So I see some underwriting from syndicators that come in and they're underwriting three months, maybe six months worth of principal and interest payments. Okay. Especially if we've got a deal that's a value add deal where we're doing construction to it and we're relying on rents going up. We want to put nine, 12, potentially even more months worth of reserves in there. And then we want a construction reserve and, you know, so we want to have ample cash. Ample cash is huge, Matt. Cash is king and it's painful in times of, of inflation to have all this cash sitting at hand, but man, it, in a recession, there's nothing better than cash because then you can pay your bills and paying your bills is a good thing. And you can take advantage of opportunities that come your way as well. Well, yeah, absolutely. That's true too. I'm taking some chips off the table right now. I'm not selling everything by any means, but I'm, I'm selling some stuff to be able to have some little extra capital to make sure that I can make it through any kind of fires that come up. I can, I can get through that time. And if the market does go down or flat lines, I have cash to be able to put into opportunities. And if the market flatlines, by the way, um, Matt, or even goes up just slightly, but not at 20% a year, like it's been going up, there will be opportunity, right? There's going to be some opportunity in that type of environment, even though the market on average isn't going down, doesn't mean that there's properties that aren't going down. So, yeah. And I mean, when, uh, when times have been good over the past few years, I've seen some syndicators, uh, you know, as part of their plan uh, to use cash flow to cover the capital expenditures, which is risky in, in great times. But uh, right now, I think that's putting people at huge risk of potentially losing the property if that's their plan. The worst thing you could ever do mm-hmm. is is budget to do your capital improvements through the cash flow. That That's 100% an absolute, like, no, no, you, you can't do that. Um, and yeah, you're right. People do it, I, I, but that that's a recipe for disaster and it's worked out well for people over the last seven, eight years, but you, you can't continue. You can't continue to drop a knife on your foot and expect the handle to always hit <laughs> your toes, right? Eventually the blade's going to, going to stick. Yeah. I think I'll pass on that. Right. Yeah, man. I, you know, so should you, should I buy? Should I not? Well, right now, I think 
again, it really depends. We're still in the buy mode. We're not aggressively buying, but we are still, uh, I would say, conservatively underwriting, but aggressively putting offers in. And by, by that, I mean, we're putting offers in way below ask. We're just, if we think a property is worth $10 million, and just because the seller wants 14 for it, that's right now, we're not scared to put that offer in at $10 million. We are, because just because the seller wants a million dollars hard earnest money, doesn't mean we're gonna come, not gonna come to the table with an offer. We're gonna say, we'll come to the table with an offer. We're gonna put zero hard earnest money down right away. And we're gonna have an inspection contingency and we might even have a financing contingency. Take it or leave it. You decide. Because we're still wanting to buy, but you got to get back to reality if you want to sell and, you know, see where the market's at. So for us, it's just continue to push forward. It helps us keep a pulse on the market. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably buy less properties than what our goal was this year, but that's okay. Very cool. I think that's a smart approach. I mean, uh, but at the same time, you have the cash. So if you do come across any deals, then uh, you're ready to jump on them. The other thing, Matt, the, the last time I said, I'm going to wait for the market. I missed a lot of opportunity. We don't know what's coming in the future. We really, we really don't. We can theorize we can use the today's data, but we still don't know. The problem with data is it's today's data, right? And the day you get your data, it's already outdated, right? It's it's not even today's data, it's really it's yesterday's data. So nothing's real time and we're predicting future on yesterday. That doesn't make sense. So. If you understand the history uh, of valuations and cash flow and you know what can happen, what will happen, you can project moving forward what's likely to happen. And with that, you can continue to move your business forward and not be paralyzed by fear of what what could potentially happen in a worst case scenario, right? And that's where I think a lot of people will stop buying because they're paralyzed in fear about what could come down the pike. And then they stop for a while and they don't grow. And that's what I did um, for several years, quite frankly, and, and just didn't grow the way I probably should have been growing um, because I was afraid of what could happen in the market. Well, I mean, I think that fear is still always with us, like, like, uh, but it's a matter of like using your reason and, and looking at the numbers and, and making critical decisions uh, about each property and, uh, and what to do to make it work. I think fear is, is healthy too, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's fear. Fear is healthy as long as you don't let it paralyze and infect you, right? Yeah. I've got fear of the market and where it's going, but that allows me to think of scenarios 
And I try to use that to my advantage. <clears throat> I try not to no longer allow fear to stop me from progress, but instead prepare me for potential downturns, for potential um, rocky times ahead, right? I, I, I look at it as this is going to prepare me to be a better servicer of other people's money, right? And of my money. So one of my favorite quotes is from uh, Think and Grow Rich. And it's uh, this, you become what you think about. So if you think about how you know your life sucks or how you can't do real estate or it's too hard for you or, or whatnot, then then you become somebody who's who that that's the reality. But if you think about like how can I make this work, uh, how can I grow and become stronger and better, then you become that stronger and better person. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree. I mean, that's yeah, great book by the way. Um, mm -hmm. Definitely a book to be reading. Yeah, I think at this time. For sure, a book to be reading. You know, just just keep keep your head up, keep going. Um, you know, be realistic with your assumptions. Be realistic, and by the way, just get excited. Uh, I've said it on the podcast before. I think anytime we have economic shifts, anytime we have fear in the market, that provides opportunity. That provides shakeup, and the shakeup is always what we need. If we've got a market going going uh, vertical forever, uh, for a very very long period of time, that's not good for anybody. So we do need these ups and downs and these bumps, and that creates a really healthy economy overall in the end. That's all the economy is. We got ups and downs. We're never going to get rid of them. All right. Well, let's do our best uh, throughout whatever the market's doing. It's got to navigate this. through them, man. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> Matt, anything else? No, not today. Cool. Well, Matt, you have a fantastic rest of the day, and uh, make every day Saturday. Hey, you too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up, go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.